listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Phone call. Phone, phone, phone call. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! Hey folks, thanks for joining us. This is episode 10 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. This is where you get a chance to call in and talk live to Tony and myself. Don't be shy. Call in and share your thoughts. Ask us your questions to a live person. And you never know when Josh is going to give us a call. But hey, this show isn't about the host. It's about you. Call in and tell us your story. Call in now. You'll hear the show on your phone. And when it's your turn, you'll know. Just dial 302-202-1110 and then enter in the code 219-835. You see, we needed to restart a couple of times just to uh, give you an opportunity to read through the intro. Practice, I know. Like I haven't (laughs) done it nine other times. Yeah, we were having some problems with uh, either YouTube or the the, uh, software that we use to stream to YouTube tonight. So uh, getting a, a much later start than normal. I uh, apologize yep. for that, and uh, I'll also apologize for uh, me being down here in Texas, the greatest state in the uh, United States, and I would like to say a uh, red state. Is it a red state? It's a red state. Yes, it's a red state. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have been dealing with Tony's red versus black all day yesterday. Well, it, it really isn't red versus black. I'm just saying re- red's a great color. You know, if if you want to internalize that and think that black is not as as good, then yeah, oh okay, that's fine. It was red green a long time ago. It's just red. The red itself is the thing that's the the focus there. The all and then there's all the other colors, or, or in your case, the non color. But it's red non color. <laughs> it's the black isn't the color. It's a, it absorbs all colors. Right. Like guilt. No. <laughs> No. All right. Well, what what are we talking about tonight, Tammy? Um, well, last week we said we were going to talk about what was your first mod on your Jeep. Oh, okay. So, folks, you can call in and share with us what your first modification was to your Jeep. You can call in at 302-202-1110 and then put in code 219-835. So, Tony, while we're waiting for calls, what was your first Jeep modification? You know, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, I, I guess, uh, although it wouldn't be technically a uh, like an off-road type mod, uh, probably one of my first modifications was to uh, put my uh, ham radio uh, in, oh, in the Jeep. Uh, I had to, actually had to drill a hole in it. Uh, and you know how that feels. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's so hard to and, do. And that was right after I got it. So, I mean, it was brand, brand new. And I'm I'm drilling a hole, uh, and it's a big asshole because uh, and you hams out there will probably be or, or commercial radio operators will probably be familiar with this, an M I'm sorry N M O mount, and the N M O mount very popular with Larson antennas um, is uh, if I remember correctly three quarters of an inch in diameter, so this isn't a little hole it's a big hole and I was putting it right in the uh, in the top of the roof of the Jeep and of course I'm concerned about it leaking and. You know, all the things that you worry about, even though I've done this before, still, it's brand new. It's a brand new Jeep, and uh, but I had to have my radio in it. So, 
Yep, installed the. Uh, I had a, a two meter, seventy centimeter uh, dual band uh, radio that I uh, installed in my Jeep initially, and that was uh, long before I got the uh, the uh, HF rig to go in there, the one that you can talk all over the world on. Well, that's pretty cool. You know, there's been debate out there that I've seen on what is a modification. Some people's mm-hmm. like, oh, I put grab handles in, or oh, I you know got new floor mats and. You know, what is truly a modification? It's almost like uh, what's overlanding, what's off-roading, you know, uh, what's a Jeep wave. Although, I guess a Jeep wave, you kind of know. (laughs) It's either there or not. Well, there are different kinds of Jeep waves, but yeah. Yeah, I think anything you do to your Jeep uh, is is a modification, personally. Right, to make it not be stock anymore. To make it yours, to to make a change to it, uh, whether it's... uh, uh, a lift and uh, wheels, which I think is the often quite often for the in the four wheel drive world, which is uh, the mo- the first major modification is the the lift uh, wheels and tires, uh, right? And, uh, which was not the case with yours. No, I um, I mean I did the whole shifter case um, knob change. I did the grab handles. I did the floor mats but my big my first big major modification was my front bumper right um it made it look a lot different didn't it oh yeah i was you know there's so many black wranglers out there because it's such a cool color (laughs) but anyway there's so many and i just got tired of looking like everybody else Uh, that's kind of the point is make it your own yeah and so um i decided what can i make what can I do to my Jeep to make it look drastically different from everybody else? And the first thing I thought of was the front bumper. So well, that, I that's what everybody sees coming at them. So uh, yeah, right. And I wanted to do it myself. And everyone's like, "Oh, you need to get something where you can weld on, and it's oh, secure." Oh God, well, no. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know how to weld. So yeah. You know, and I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money, so I found a really good deal and a really good bumper, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think, just need to get a winch for it now. Yeah, I think those bolts actually help in a in a crash uh, that they can shear off or you know and transfer some of that energy uh, away from the frame. Um, but uh, bolting over a welding, I mean, welding is pretty permanent, and uh, right, if you need to take it off to do something to it or whatever, it just makes it a lot more difficult uh right. makes it a lot more difficult to steal but if you're if you're stealing a bumper off of a jeep you're you got some time on your hands exactly so folks you know you can call in and share with us what your first jeep modification was by calling in 302-202-1110 and we really want to hear from you oh yeah. this show is about you guys we want to hear what you have to say we want to hear your stories um, I know you all have heard Tony and I talk about our Jeeps, but this is time for you to share with us your Jeep stories. Yeah, we'll we'll talk it up. We uh, we'll talk the whole thirty minutes if you don't call. Yeah. In. that's a threat. <laughs> so call and share with us what your first Jeep mod was. So you know, I uh, uh, I put a bumper on mine after I did the the lift uh, tires and wheels. I, I put a bumper on mine, but uh, I I went with the uh, the back of the the Jeep first because. Unlike your Jeep uh, that has a tire carrier built into it from the factory, right. uh, mine did not have a tire carrier. Uh, the only place that I could carry my tire was in the, the back cargo area. 
And do you know with that, uh, and actually I started with 32 inch tires with that 32 inch, uh, uh, what was it? 11 and a half by 15. Uh, I was, uh, I could close the back hatch, but just barely. Wow. So that entire cargo wow. space in the back of my Jeep was taken up with a tire. I mean, you could, if you, if, if we went to Sam's to buy some groceries or something, you could, you know, it was kind of nice because you could, the, the center area was good for like milk and things because it would hold right. it there in place. Right. <laughs> It's like a big milk holder. Yeah, and uh, it was big enough where you know it held quite a bit, but still, it was taking up a lot of room. So, uh, yeah, I went over there to uh, I, I looked and looked and looked and looked online to try to find something that um, fit my taste, what my, what I envisioned, and in, in having a, a back bumper. And uh, I finally found one that uh, uh, on the Cherokee, there's uh, the rear quarter panels. The, the bumper wraps around, so it actually goes around to the, the, the back of the, the quarter panel on either side of the Cherokee. Oh, wow. And all the bumpers, aftermarket bumpers, none of them addressed that. You could buy these plates to put on there, but it wasn't part of the bumper. And uh, Mark was the only one that I found at the time that had a rear bumper that took that into account. So his bumper actually was like a complete factory replacement, so it covered the same area that uh, the factory bumper covered, except it was all in nice, heavy-duty metal. So uh, I contacted him, and he asked me if I was uh, planning on doing anything like uh, bushwhacker uh, flares, and I told him yes, and he made it to fit with those because the, the flares you know, stick out further than the factory flares. So the bu- bumper was uh, cut shorter on that side to make up for that room that the, the, the uh, cutout flares were going to take. So I have this custom bumper that perfectly fits on the back of my jeep i mean i just slid it on there and it held itself in place it was that tight and made that accurately wow and then uh later on when i got the bushwhacker flares it uh, it fit like a glove so it's uh, it, it looks custom but kind of factory now you're talking about your cherokee right yes okay because you know your wife's jeep too. Yeah, the wife's Jeep, we've got a, a JCR um, bumper on the front, and I am hopeful, I haven't bought a welder yet, but I'm hopeful that the the rear bumper I'm going to make myself. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'd like uh, like to give it a try, and it might take a couple of uh, runs at it and uh, a few cutoff wheels to take off the, the bits that I didn't do right, <laughs> but I've been watching a lot of... Uh, uh, welding YouTube things. Videos. Well, I've been watching a lot of welding uh, things uh, on on uh, how to weld on various shows, off road shows, and I think uh-huh. that you just have to be careful not to warp the metal uh, whenever you're because the heat. So you just put in these welding, you tack it in place, and then mm-hmm. just do sections and let it let it cool. So I'm anxious to see my to try my hand at that. Well, um, folks, we'd like to hear from you guys. Please give us a call at three zero two two zero two. One 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 zero, and then you'll be asked for a code. Just put in two one nine eight three five, and we'll have you right here live on the show. Uh, and you know, I know it might feel a little nervous. Uh, it's a little exciting uh, to think, oh, I'll call into the show, but oh, I don't want to sound stupid, or I don't, I hate the way my voice sounds. And don't worry about that. It's it's really just uh, like you're talking to somebody on the phone, just having a, right. a phone conversation. Plus, you get the uh, the cool factor of. Telling everybody, hey, I was on this uh, this live call-in show, and you can listen to it here, and uh, you know, right. hear me answer, ask my question. Just you know, so just do it. Call in. You'll, uh, it'll be fun. We promise. And it's just your audio. Your video's not on. You can yeah. see us, but we can't see you. Okay. Well, look, uh, I see Steve is uh, is going to bail oh. us out. 
Hey, Steve, how's it going? Oh, you must have clicked on it. Going fine. Uh, you're having trouble with your with your video on my end tonight and, and your audio. You're kind of pausing and this and that and the other. Was it? Uh, is it still going on? Because everything since we got everything started again here in, on our second chance, uh, <laughs> so to speak, uh, everything seems to be stable on, on this, at least on my end now. Oh well, you're still pausing on my end. I don't know if it's the the internet service provider or what, but anyway, yeah, um, could be. Before could you, be you were just going black. <laughs> that was huh. it. Nothing. Yeah. Well, like I was telling Tammy, I don't. I don't think we were transmitting at the time, but. Uh, it's amazing that this stuff works uh, as well as it does. It's very unusual for us to have issues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So well, you, anyway, you had to have had a uh, very interesting yeah. first mod on, on your first Jeep, uh, Steve. Well, uh, my first Jeep, well, my first Jeep was a, was a Jeep I had when I was 16. Uh, I didn't put too many mods on that because they weren't available. Uh, having, a, having a nice ragtop was a serious mod. Really? Yeah. No, nah, seriously. Uh, you had to get a different windshield for those World War II Jeeps, and then uh, you could put a you could put a 3A uh, windshield on it. You could put a 3A top on. And uh, there was a, a large bumper that my father had installed on it so we could tie stuff on the back, you know, kind of like a cargo carrier. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. That's all there was. So the the World War II jeeps did not have uh, any tops. They had uh, they had a, a a top that was I don't know what you call it. Uh, it was it was full length piece of canvas, and then it went down the back. Okay. It was open on the sides, no doors. Oh, okay. Um, there was there was an Arctic top available. We didn't know it, uh, <laughs> but there's very very few of those around. So Arctic uh, means Ar- Arctic would mean that it would keep you uh, to a certain degree uh, warmer than the the open side one. I would assume it's more it would cover more of the area. Actually, it just cut down the wind speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was worth a shot. <laughs> it's war, damn it! We don't need creature comforts. <laughs> well, that's about the size of it. Uh, we have a my son and I both have mighty mites and. Uh, they're sort of like Jeeps, if you don't know what they are. And uh, we put an Arctic top on his. Uh, had, he paid like 1700 bucks for it, uh, sewn the spec and all that stuff. And it doesn't fit all that well. Um, whoever designed it didn't do all that great a job. And, and that's another one of those cut-down-the-wind-speed things. Mm-hmm. So if you can describe briefly, what is a Mighty Might? Oh, okay. Well, for those of you who don't know, it's it's a military vehicle. It's an M422, and we have the A1, which is longer than the four two, the plain 422, uh, but it's still shorter than a Suzuki Samurai. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. short. <laughs> yeah, it's short. And uh, you, it, it, uh, it's all aluminum. Everything that can be aluminum is aluminum on it. Uh, it had an air-cooled V4, 24-volt. Um, uh, you could drive the thing, put a, a Fording kit on it, uh, which is a really nasty-looking flexible tube snorkel on the thing and a, and a piece of tailpipe on the back of it. And 
and you could drive in uh, four or five feet of water with it. Um, and it, uh, the biggest thing about it is that it's all independent suspension, and it's a unique suspension that uh, pulls down on the frame when you push up on the wheel. Best way to describe it. And you can drive it really fast over really rough roads, and uh, the faster you go, the better it gets. Wow. <laughs> That that's, sounds like a lot of fun. That's uh, that's pretty forward thinking way back then, because this is a uh, a World War II era era uh, Jeep, isn't it, or a vehicle? Uh, actually, it's Vietnam era, but it was designed it, at the end of World War II. Okay, so it was uh, way back when. Yeah, the, they designed it then, but they just never made it. Um, the problem was they couldn't find an engine for it. Um, the idea was. Is, when the first military jeeps were made, they needed to uh, get under the 2,000-pound uh, weight limit, and they couldn't do it. I think the MB jeeps were around 2,600 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't make it. And uh, after World War II, it freed up some aluminum and so forth. And the Mighty Mike comes in at 1,750 pounds. Oh, wow. So that's, that's actually more along the, uh, the weight that they wanted for the World War II jeep. Well, they still had that weight limit. Uh, they wanted to be able to move it around with a Huey helicopter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were able to do that. And then uh, later they finally got the idea that they just needed to put more horsepower in the helicopters, and they did it. <laughs> That's when they stopped making them. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the, like the but current anyway, Wranglers, what do they weigh? How would they compare to that? I didn't catch what you, your question was. What vehicle? How heavy like is the, the Wrangler, Wrangler, the current modern-day Wrangler? Oh, the current Wrangler? Oh, yeah. I don't know what current Wrangler weighs, but I'm going to guess that they weigh at least 4,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. so that's a huge difference. Yeah, it is. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, you can just about fit two Mighty Mice in, in the same length as your JKU. Wow. I'm going to have to Google have, uh, look at pictures uh, of them. I think it's only a 70-inch wheelbase, something like that. It, it isn't much. But it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Oh, hey, it, it's a real kick. Uh, we, uh, in fact, it'll uh, it'll easily outrun my my XJ on on rough roads, and I have a pretty decent suspension, but it can't keep up with the mighty might. Well, it's like that independent front, front suspension. That's that's what it's good for is uh, running fast and uh, uh, bumpy conditions. Uh, not. Uh, it, it outdoes a, a straight axle every day, but uh, straight axles have advantages that uh, that we all know how how good those are off road. It's uh, it's uh, a, a yeah. slow and uh, uh, lots of articulation, whereas the uh, IFS is good for fast and bumpy. Yeah, and, and in fact, uh, the Mighty Mike has an independent rear suspension also, and uh, uh, unlike the suspensions that are on the current vehicles, the independent suspensions, the uh, suspension is made so that, as I said, when you push up on a wheel, it actually pulls down on the frame. Hmm. So you get a very smooth uh, ride out of it. Uh, it, It's very deceptive that you think it's going to be really rough, and all of a sudden you hit something and you don't feel it. So I uh, I would think it helps keeps it on the ground, too, by lowering the center of gravity. Oh, very stable, very stable. You can drive it on a 45-degree side hill, and in fact, it is rated for that. I, I, 
excuse me, military rates it at 40 degrees side hill uh, at speed. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no way. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. They just, they're really hard to tip over. <laughs> I would be freaking out. Could you imagine uh, getting an 18-year-old oh. kid in one of those things uh, <laughs> in a foreign country? <laughs> There's not much to do over there except shoot people and uh, drive a, a Jeep real crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, it's a different kind of driving experience. They didn't go very fast. You know, they'd only do about 55. But uh, they, uh, uh, when you got to where you were going off-road, you could still do 55. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the military had learned by that time, by 1960, they had learned that if you drop air in your tires, it performs better. So there's actually instructions on the dash plate for uh, tire inflation pressures on and off road. It's so funny the the mods and the aftermarket stuff uh, and these little things about you know lowering the uh, the air pressure in tires to to get better uh, um, traction off road. All those things that we take granted for today that uh, they didn't happen. Uh, they they all happened fairly recently, you know. Like it wasn't like 150 years ago or something that it happened. It was more like 50 years ago. Uh, not quite 50. Um, well, yeah, I guess it'd be 55 now because I have a, it. It's the, the mighty mic is 61, and it has yeah has those instructions. But, but I didn't really learn about lowering tire pressure until uh, middle 70s. Wow. Yeah. It's funny those times uh, sneak up on you. Somebody talks about the seventies, and I go, "Oh, that was just the other day." And, yeah. and then you do the calculation, and holy hell, right. yeah, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes makes you uh, a very old person. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I've been young so for so long, though. It's just uh, just kind of strange. I still feel young. Well, I I, uh, I just refuse to acknowledge that I am actually getting old. Oh, that's the way. That's the way to do it, Steve. There you go. Good idea. Well, Steve, thanks a lot for giving us a call tonight. Yeah, we we're appreciate gonna, it. Going to um, move along to see if uh, we have anybody that wants to call in and uh, talk about a subject that uh, you want to talk about. Uh, so uh, that's what we do at the. Uh, the <laughs> we try to do at the fifteen minutes uh, into the show, but uh, a little late tonight as we normally are. Uh, we get some uh, these callers on, like Steve, especially Steve has this uh, wealth, great story, wealth of information and wealth of stories. It's it's fun to. Uh, to, to talk with Steve and find out all this this past information, uh, relive the 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 time that uh, Tammy and I know nothing about. So it's uh, it's yeah. very interesting to see how it all came about. Anyway, you can call in now at three zero two two zero two one 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 zero, and uh, you'll be asked for a code, and you just put in two one nine eight three five. Don't be shy. Call in and uh, let us hear from you. If you've called in before, call in again. Um, Tony, would you change what your first mod is, knowing what you know now? Before I did, well, my first mod, of course, was putting the radio in, and that was a that's a no brainer. But as far as uh, something that was specific to the Jeep, in other words, you know, something specific to like off roading, which really really would have been the lift, the tires, and the wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew this at the time, but I was I was struggling with: do I do something that is the right thing to do? Or do I do something that's the cool, fun thing where it's going right. to make it different for me to drive? It's going to look really cool and uh, so on and so forth. So being the mature individual that I am, uh, I, of course, went with the thing that looks really cool, which was the the lift, the tires, and the wheels. Right. Uh, for the Jeep Cherokee, they built it with a uh, slip yoke. 
so the drive shaft in the rear slides in and out of the uh, transfer case. So as uh, yeah. you articulate, the, the, the drive shaft actually slides in and out of the back of the transfer case. So it makes up that, that difference. The problem with that is, is that, uh, whenever you start lifting up your Jeep, that angle gets too sharp and you can get vibrations. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that you should do, uh, I, and I guess you actually have to do this in conjunction with the lift is, uh, put in a slip yoke eliminator. Take that slip and move it away from the transfer case and put it in the middle of the, the drive shaft. Hmm. So now the, the drive shaft actually has the slip in it. So right. the SYE, slip yoke eliminator. And, uh, but I, I knew that if I did that, I wasn't going to be able to afford the, the lift, the wheels and the tires. Now, right. now the lift actually comes with a, uh, a way to fix those vibrations in the form of a, uh, transfer case drop kit. So if you bring the tr- transfer case lower, you're bringing the drive shaft angle back into the degrees that it w- needs to be for it to be an anti-vibration drive. So but isn't was, the reason for the lift is to move all that stuff up? That's their argument. So that if you're going to be doing stuff, you want to be able to you know lift everything up. But it's a good workaround. So right, right. Well, well we got another caller, and I think this is a new oh. caller. Uh, hey, caller, thanks for calling in. Who do we have? And uh, tell us about your Jeep. Hi there. Uh, this is uh, Space Rag calling from Alberta. I was commenting on your guys, uh, uh, one of your last uh, shows a couple days ago, and uh, just wanted to call in and say hello. Thank you very much for calling in. Yeah, I remember uh, that was uh, me that you were interacting with. It's really just me or Tammy or Ted, PAG Freak, uh, that do the social media stuff, and uh, I saw those comments and uh, replied to you there on the, on YouTube. Really appreciate that, and thanks for calling in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no problem. Hey, it's good to hear. Uh, there's an XJ, XJ guy out there, just because uh, you know the, uh, the 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 JKs and the the TJs, they all get the credit, you know. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm an underdog guy, so I like the XJs. Yeah, mine. Uh, we bought uh, bought ours new in uh, 19 probably 97, I guess. It's a 1988 model. But uh, truth be told, I was there. Uh, I was there to just get the wife's approval. On the TJ, the 1998 TJ that uh, I had picked out and figured exactly the how I wanted it, and uh, it was be- because of the color red of the Jeep because mm-hmm. it was just so beautiful, and also to our little girls that uh, were three and four at the time, and uh, uh, I figured a four door four uh, four door uh, four wheel drive Jeep. There's so many fours in there. Uh, would be a much better family off-road vehicle than what the TJ would be. And I, I told my wife, we can always get the TJ later, which we did, but it was many, many years later. You, you know, there's no question uh, of the pedigree of the TJs, you know, of the Wranglers. Like, they've got, they, they, they've got the styling and the history that goes right back to the Willys. Um, but the XJ, you know, it doesn't get enough love. I know a few guys that have had both, and they... If there's no TJ guys around, they'll swear they love their XJ more than anything because of the, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the height. It, uh, it's just, they're cheap, and they're cheap. You know, like, you, if you buy it and break it, you just go buy another one, and you take all the parts off your first one, and you put it on the other one. Like, you know, you break the bank doing that with a, with a Wrangler, right? So, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, well, you no know, way. Now that we've had the TJ for a couple of years, we have a 2000 TJ that my wife drives. Uh, now that we've had the TJ a couple of years... I can kind of see how the Wrangler people think about the, the XJs because when I'm looking at my XJ and I love it, now I actually enjoy driving the XJ more than I do the TJ. 
Uh, the DJ is still fun to drive, but I just like it better. Um, it's, uh, it, it's very much a, a, a creature comfort vehicle, you know, that has the curves and, uh, it's not utilitarian. And the, the, the TJ, the Wrangler is much more utilitarian. It's square. It's boxy. Things have its function. There's very few things there that are, uh, what, what you would be considered uh, creature comfort. It just, it's what you need to get you from point A to point B. And uh, you can make modifications to it easily. So I can kind of see how people might look Absolutely. at that and, yeah. and go, you know, this this is a Jeep and the the Cherokee isn't. I can certainly see that aspect of it. Now, <laughs> it, well, it's it's the Cherokee's a station wagon, you know. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's a grocery. <laughs> it's, that, get down to it. So. <laughs> it's a grocery getter. Yeah, it was something that Jeep did to try to get uh, you know uh, soccer moms uh, buying Jeeps and. Uh, I don't think that they realized yeah. by using the same drivetrain that was being used in the Wrangler that they were making a very inexpensive uh, alternative to the Wrangler because it. The I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it was a mistake. They they had no idea. They were just grabbing parts off a shelf because they had them mm-hmm. and they were cheap, and they never realized these would make a pretty capable little four by four platform down the road. Yeah, in some cases yeah. more capable than uh, the Wranglers because oh, the, I the, see the, lots and lots of XJs at Roush Creek. Oh, I don't doubt it. Now they're starting to get popular because they're so cheap, right? You can you can pick up the next right. day. You can get a beater and take it off roading now. So, you know, like they're just cheap. Yeah, five hundred less. They hold their value. They're worth a lot. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, if you want to have fun off roading a Jeep and don't really care about, uh, don't want to have to worry about the Jeep, <laughs> to get get you an XJ. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. Get a black if you got, if you got don't have deep pockets, it's a good entry level thing. I mean, that's what's getting me into it. Down the road, I'll probably get something bigger and better. But for now, you know, I like this thing, and it's what I'm going to play with. I mean, do you go off roading up there? I, you know what? I honestly, I am such a newbie to off roading. So far, all I am is a, a shade tree mechanic trying to keep this thing going. Um, but uh, I really intend to start taking it off roading. It's tough here in Canada because uh, where I live, I'm around Edmonton, and there aren't a lot of places that you're you can really go off roading. Uh, that are near uh, the city. You can go about an hour out of town to places, but my big concern is because it's my daily driver, yeah. right. it's a long way to try and yeah. figure out how to get it back home if I break it, right? Right. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I, I think, think a lot of people deal with that. I think that's a, a lot of us uh, worry about that, especially when it's a daily driver and uh, you don't want to have yeah. to be working late Sunday so you can go to go to work Monday. It's just an experience thing. I, oh, I firmly yeah. believe because uh, the, you know the vehicle can break at any time whether it's off-road or not. It's just you have to learn by doing and that's what I got to do is just uh, put away those fears and go out there and drive it and then I'll uh, find out that it's uh, not as bad as what I thought it would be. And of course I'm always afraid of it rolling <laughs> over watching these videos on YouTube going, "Oh my god, how did he flip that thing?" <laughs> Oh, but I, I think know. when you yeah, first go you out, you're, tie rods you're not going to axles, or, and you just think, "Man, it looked like you weren't even doing anything when that happened." Right. But yeah, like you say, we've all been there. Breaks everywhere, on road or off road, right? So mm-hmm. it's just all the experience level. So I've got to ask the 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 name that you use, Space Rag. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, you, you know, honestly, guys, uh, it's uh, when I made that account in 2007. I had no intention of ever uploading any videos or anything like that. Um, and I, I just started using it uh, to upload a couple of things here and there recently. And so that's the account I keep using. I really never interacted socially on YouTube up until a, maybe a year or two ago. So it's a silly name. I should have picked a different one, but eh, it's short. 
<laughs> well, it sounds like something you'd see, uh, like on all those commercials where they say, does this happen to you? And then the, the guy comes out and talks about the space rag. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I thought of, I, I, it crossed my mind one day, you know, I was thinking it would be really funny to make like a parody video of those, you know, of like, mm-hmm. like the sham wow or something and call it the space right. rag. And, yeah, I don't think I'm talented enough to do something like that, but it's that's a funny idea. So it's it's cool you mentioned that. Yeah, it'd be fun to do the uh, the whole sham wow thing. All right, man. Well, look, I really <laughs> exactly. appreciate I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to call in, and uh, we're going to wrap up the show. We're uh, doing the thirty minute thing here, so uh, that's Join great. Join us again some other night. Oh yeah, every Tuesday eight p.m. Uh, thanks a lot for the calls, Steve. Uh, thanks for calling in. And uh, Space Rag, we never got his name, did we? No, we didn't. Ah, well, we're going to call him Space Rag from now on. Space Rag, SR. (laughs) Well, Tammy, I don't know about you, but I always worry if we're going to get any calls or not. And uh, we get us a new call tonight. We always do. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys. You guys never let us down. Hey, next week, we're going to talk about name your Jeep. Does your Jeep have a name? And I'm just going to share this with everybody. Uh, Josh told Tammy in chat when she mentioned this, she goes, Tammy, that's a girl thing. No, no guys name their Jeeps. <laughs> uh, no, it's a Wrangler thing, I think. It was a throwdown fight thing. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> My Jeeps are up. So, hey, folks, and go ahead. don't forget to tune in Thursday night for the Jeep Talk Show podcast. Every Thursday night at 11 o'clock Central. Eastern. No, 11 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Tony, Josh, and I record the Jeep Talk Show podcast. I have some exciting news to share with you guys. So, Jeep heard me. Jeep finally heard me, and I finally sucked it up and my diff covers not to share my story. <laughs> are you are you polishing your diff covers? Oh my god! I go check every couple of minutes to see if it's leaking. So paranoid. You know how you talked about you're afraid to go off road. Mm-hmm. You know you're nervous. That's how I feel about. Oh yeah. Stuff my jeep oh yeah i mean it's such an expensive thing it's it's the second most expensive thing that you'll ever buy and it, it's critical to, to move you around you have to depend on it so yep. it's it's absolutely understandable uh so uh a lot of people just you know poo poo the uh the one off road and damaging things but uh it's it's an important thing that uh, you yep. just have to get used to and uh, uh you know it's get used to care. it and, and, and yep. just have the experience anyway you guys uh, have a great uh week and we will see you thursday Good night, everyone.